0: we started the company was that the background in wearables and and personalized health, Uh, although the the landscape for that was very meagre, I would say. Uh, You have step counters and you have a pulse meter and uh, some have blood pressure monitors. But really a a relevant new type of biomarkers to measure at home and uh, in an affordable way uh, didn't exist.
1: Welcome to this episode of Speed of Life. This is a podcast series focusing on innovations accelerating towards better health. My name is Björn and I am co-hosting this episode together with my colleague Diana. A very warm welcome to you. Let's jump into this episode.
2: Hello to all the listeners of this episode and a warm welcome to our guests Anders Murman and Sara Lindgren from Diversify. Thank you for joining us in this post- podcast. Thank you. Thank Welcome. You. Would you like to introduce yourselves?
0: Ladies first.
3: Absolutely. Yes. So my name is Sarah Lindgren and I'm Diversify's CMO. And uh, I have been working for Diversify uh, for around two years now. And my background is from the world of brand strategy and business development. And yeah, that's a bit about me.
0: Yeah. And I'm Anders Merman. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Diversify. And um, my background is I started to study. Uh, I have a master in engineering physics here from Uppsala University. And uh, I drifted into um, medical technology and med tech companies. I worked there all my life.
2: Uh, Tell me something more uh, about your background. How come you're on this path?
0: It was actually a coincidence, as it typically is. I was uh, studying particle physics and computer science here in Uppsala and my was, I was um, hell-bent on going into uh, atomic energy oh. and nuclear energy and I think thought I was going to work in Västerås. Quite hardcore. Uh, yeah, <laughs> quite hardcore, absolutely. <laughs> Although with, in retrospect, c- kind of slow type hmm. of business uh, and w- where we now are now, and this is in the 80s. And then I uh, actually applied to do my civil service rather than military service here in Sweden and I ended up at uh, radiation therapy department at Akademiska hospital Mm. and I learned the field of radiation therapy of cancer and uh, then I completed my studies and I worked in that field alone in 21 years, working for companies uh, such as Helax and Electa and uh, research
2: laboratories. Mm. And you're, you like you said, told us before, you're one of the co-founders. How come you became the CEO of the company?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I guess that's with my background. I, um, I had been working in the leadership team in, in a number of um, you know large uh, medtech companies, uh, and not only research, but uh, also Aerocrine and Pharmacologue and also a little bit with Contigo Care, which is also a s- Uppsala company. Um, as a consultant there so no I, I guess that was natural it's not necessarily um, uh, important that I'm the CEO uh, but uh, given in the beginning of a med tech company you would need someone who knows how to build products and uh, that's what we do
2: and what motivates you the most as the in your role as the CEO um,
0: it's you know building, it's a kind of a dream for me to at finally, uh, at 50 years of age, uh, get to start your own company and um, work w- and f- pick your own team and, uh, and work with that team and, and, you know, building products and try to launch it um, globally. That motivate me a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Sarah, yes. tell me more about your background and your role.
3: Yeah, so... Um Yeah, my role is very wide because we are expanding uh, quickly. Yeah, so comparing where we are now to a year ago, we have um, um, grown extensively. And now we are selling in eight different countries uh, in Europe. Uh, We will soon launch in the US. And a year ago, we were selling in Sweden only. So it's been a very big year for us. And not any year, but a year that has been very difficult for many around the world. And we feel very fortunate to have seen such a great uh, result in a very difficult time.
2: Mm. Tell me more about your role. What what is it that you do?
3: So I'm responsible for um, marketing Diversify um, and for spreading the word of what we're doing both to uh, potential investors and to uh, consumers around the world. And it's interesting because we have very different kinds of users and our first product, A-Track, for example, is sold to Everything from biohackers, people who love to improve and optimize their own health, to people struggling with metabolic health a lot. And that's two very different groups using this device. And then we also have a third group using Acetrack, which use it to, uh, for medical reasons. It's not a medif- medically classified uh, product yet. It might be one day, but th- these people are using Acetrack to um, measure their symptoms or to manage their symptoms. And that can be anything from bipolar disease, to endometriosis, to uh, epilepsy. Uh, It's very broad.
2: So how many are you in your team?
3: (laughs) We are um, five of us in total, I'd say, Um,
2: with four fully
0: employed. And then uh, we have another four that are working part time for various reasons. Uh, But, you know, one year ago I was alone in August uh, 2020. We kind of restarted after the first wave of, uh, of the pandemic. Uh, with only me, and uh, as Sarah said, only selling through Webhallen in only Sweden. And now we're, uh, we're, uh, we're uh, very more aggressive going out into Europe uh, and um, and into um, brick-and-mortar stores, uh, not only uh, e-sellers also.
2: And uh, Diversify was founded into a couple of years ago, just 2016. What has happened during this period?
3: Everything. It's been a really... Uh, a fascinating journey and I've just I've been a part of this for two years and you've been a part of this longer, uh, Anders, but uh, it's been such a uh, f- such a massive increase in in interest uh, only through these few years and I think that's partly because people don't accept to feel um, as unhealthy as they've done before. People want to take control over their own health, they want to measure their own health and they want to understand their own health so they can improve it. Mm. And we've seen that interest increase. Um, And then of course, also sales figures, uh, we have gone into eight or seven more countries this year. Um, So expanding from Scandinavia and Sweden to the rest of Europe, we'll start to sell again in the US shortly, most likely. Um, So yeah, we've seen the interest increase and yeah, the sales following that.
2: Mm. Yeah, great. And uh, how has your experiences contributed to the development? You both, both of you can answer this question.
0: Yeah, I can start. So um, I had, as I said earlier, worked in these other medtech companies. And um, one of the reasons we started the company was that the background in uh, wearables and and personalized health Uh, although the landscape for that was very meager I would say Uh, you have you know step counters and you have a pulse meter and uh, some have blood pressure monitors but really a relevant new type of biomarkers to measure at home and uh, in an affordable way uh, didn't exist other than if you're a diabetic type 1 of course then you have everything but uh, but for all the other chronic diseases and things like that we we saw that uh, I saw that as a missing piece so I um, I just wanted to um, <coughs> get into the field of consumer health tech. That's the field we're in, uh, and uh, try to um, you know um, fund a project around that, and that's uh, that's how it start got started. And um, and my experience is, of course, was in building products and software, hardware. All of that, I, I worked for Aerocrine, for example, which built a, a breathalyzer for inflammatory asthma, detecting nitric uh, monoxide. And, you know, detecting acetone is not that different from that. And uh, the uh, the product track was missing on the market, mm-hmm. a, a reliable, uh, repeatable, accurate type of product that can detect uh, if you're burning fat. So... I guess that was my experience, but, you know, many of those 25 years, you know, it was spent on, on regulatory issues. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's what and you wanted to like yeah, go yes. away from. <laughs> what would you do, <laughs> uh, you know, 21 years in, in working with cancer? I don't work with that at all yet, so I was a bit scared that I was stuck in that field and only not knowing about radiation, but um, it was easier than I thought to uh, transfer that knowledge into... Um, building consumer products
1: but i guess you can't uh, avoid regulatory completely even with this product
0: no not yet but for now we actually started in the end and i know we're in uh life science uh, podcast here Mm. but for now we're actually more of a consumer electronics uh, product and and, um, company but we're i am kidding Uh, we're really a medtech company but To begin with, we only had to CE mark it, uh, Ah, uh, not as a medical device, uh, not uh, following MDR, but, um, uh, you know, CE mark it as a a, um, uh, low-voltage instrument.
3: And that that might change one day, but that's the situation for now, and it's still used uh, for medical reasons, or people can use this device to manage their medical situations or symptoms.
2: Mm.
3: And we think this is just the tip of an iceberg, the... What, what's happening to yourself and your body when you're burning fat? It's mm. something we have just started to explore. Mm. Uh, and as touched upon earlier, we we can see that people are measuring. They can yeah but monitor their symptoms for lots of various diseases if they know their fat burning rate, such as dementia, bipolar disease, endometriosis. Mm. So that's a budding field, and that's interesting to follow. And we're happy to support those communities and those groups and those patients uh, we are sponsoring a few projects around okay. dementia, for example, and um, we are collaborating with U- the University of Edinburgh uh, and their psychology psychology department mm. uh, in a study on bipolar disease and fat burning. So yeah and also we have some projects in Uppsala uh,
0: yeah we're also having discussions with the academic hospital and okay. the children uh, uh, epileptic group okay uh, to see if we could replace uh, blood sampling mm. of uh, whether or not you're in ketosis or not and exchange it with a non- our non-invasive breathalyzer mm-hmm. for it instead so so and, and given that those what you just mentioned I mean there will, will be a uh, uh, Need for this very shortly, I think, to to uh, register at least as a class one. Mm, so okay, um, mm. you're right. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was not looking to be right. So I was just <laughs> curious. Yeah, I so. yeah, was <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh,
2: Would you tell us the story behind the name Diversify?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it was me and uh, my co-founder Osa, our chair of the board, and uh, <clears throat> we are actually up. Um, hiking in the in the austrian alps and uh we're talking about this company this was in uh, early summer 2016 five years ago and we were talking about the 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 basic idea in the beginning was that we would serve as a as a b2b company serving other small startups uh, such as contigo care uh, with their second product being uh, like a um, outsourced development department so that we would take a shared risk and build new products. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not there yet because we, you know, we think we've built such good products and we want to also build brands. So we now we're building our own brands and selling them ourselves, mm-hmm. but that was the idea from the beginning. So the idea was to diversify the consumer health tech landscape mm-hmm. by development of devices. So it's a play of words uh in, in diversify and using you know uh, t- leverage technology to uh to improve people's understanding of their own health and also our fa- co-founder uh, s- uh set our um, our vision everyone should understand their
1: own health i think that was an interesting start do you think you will come back to that idea again
0: i, I like to and as a matter of fact now we're starting to get traction on all all this um, you know, business side for our mm. first product, there the is one of the re- we started with three, uh, you know, world unique product ideas and we had to pick one and we picked Ace Track as mm. the first one, which was the most urgent, but also the lowest hanging fruit. Mm. And we wanted to build that brand and put it on the market just to prove to the bigger medtech companies oh, okay, that, yeah. look, you can come to us and we can uh, as a one stop shop and saying we can build you uh, an ECG solution mm. for, you know, mm. um, for ambulances, so you know Both anything. Concept, can, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so and uh, and then you know, astec was you know really to begin to be honest, uh, uh, just as a, as a uh, example for for us to be sh- known. But now when we built it, it, we've seen and we're working in the personalized nutrition space. It's uh, that in itself is a very important field. Mm. Yeah. Uh, particularly now after after the pandemic or after the pandemic you know mm-hmm. what i mean now with the pandemic and the and the ramifications of the people gaining weight uh, child um, obesity yeah. you know and the numbers the, the reports are being released now all the time around the world is um, if it was bad before it's really bad right now yeah. in terms of uh, uh, metabolic unhealth
3: and I think the attitude pe- people have to uh, these questions has shifted after COVID. Now we understand that obesity is not just about dying earlier than you want to, but mm-hmm. much earlier mm-hmm. if anything happens like the pandemic. So that how long we live and how well we live and how happy we are is something we can control more than we might have thought before. Um, and that's a change, I think, that people won't accept the, the, to just to, to be that unwell and then take the consequences Uh, if they can measure their uh, symptoms if they can measure what's happening in their bodies if they can understand what's happening in their bodies they can change that and they can improve that and that's our big why because that's what we can give to people and i think anyone would benefit from knowing about themselves to live as well as they can
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, tell us about the product what does a do
3: so AceTrack tells you in real time if you are burning fat or not. And you might say, oh, but I can check that by using my bathroom scale. But then we say, no, that's not very accurate. <laughs> and it's difficult to measure this via bathroom scale because that's not telling you things uh, or information in real time enough. You don't know what made you uh, store fat uh, and not uh, by using a bathroom scale. If you use AceTrack, uh You blow in this breathalyzer, as Anders mentioned, and then it tells you if you're burning fat or not. And then you know, oh, what what did I do yesterday? Yeah, I went for a run, and I had dinner, and then I slept. And you can, by looking at the lifestyle changes you're making, understand what makes you burn fat or not. Maybe you think exercising is great, but in fact, when you're exercising, you're eating much more, Mm. and you're gaining fat. Mm. Or maybe you think, oh, I'm eating lots of healthy food, but then you're not sleeping enough, so that makes you gain fats.
0: To add to that, uh, one of our biggest uh, user groups right now are middle-aged men mm-hmm. and particularly women. Women in menopause age has a lot of odds against them. Uh, and uh, as we have been <coughs> having in the, at least in the Western world, uh, dietary recommendations based on a lot of um, carbohydrates mm-hmm. rather than proteins and fats and uh, 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 not eating Really eating the same number of calories, but just uh, the mac- having the macronutrients uh, distributed in, in a bad way have given these people, uh, and uh, myself included, on uh, um, kind of addiction to sugar and fast oh. carbs, having very elevated insulin levels. Hmm. And uh, so when these people realize, well, I have to do something, all the diets ha- are f- have failed, all the t- traditional diets, hmm. you need to make the lifestyle change. And the lifestyle sure. change is to to remove carbs or or add intermittent fasting or or something like that and do that more or less lifelong. Mm. And uh, then it takes, you know, it could take a month. It could take two months of that. And uh, you don't see anything on the bathroom scale, but you don't see anything on a track either. You have low levels of acetone, which means that you haven't started getting into what's called ketogenesis, Mm. which is that the liver actually has started to to break down fatty acids into uh, energizing compounds, ketone bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And then suddenly one day, uh, in my case, I had uh, less than ten parts per million, I had four, five, six, and then I did three days of water fasting, still low numbers, and then I broke the fast. I ate some mayonnaise, some eggs, some bacon in the evening, woke up the next morning, I had 36. Okay. So you have a very clear signal of now I'm oozing acetone, which mm. means that now I'm actually burning fat. Mm. And once you, you could, of course, figure that out yourself by tr- you know, just trying to feel, but you know, to put a number on it uh, is um, it's rewarding. And, uh, and once you started using this, you can also see it is really easy to fall out of the ketosis. So suddenly you are stressed, you sleep an hour less or you are having too much proteins the night before, you know, n- details and suddenly I'm down to four again. Mm. So uh, that's what the, really the product does.
3: And it really is. You really need help to understand this about yourself. I'd say it's so easy to think that, oh, you know, now I'm hungry, so I'm burning fat. It's not that easy at all. And uh, <coughs> it's it's uh, sometimes you have you really if you take a me- you hope for something you take a measurement and unfortunately you're not burning fat and then you can choose oh I'm not going to eat that much you know maybe I'll wait a bit and it's really interesting to see it's t- kind of trendy to fast now I think especially in, in Stockholm it's socially acceptable to say no I don't want any lunch let's go for a walk instead who would have guessed that five years ago yeah, sure. and people it, th- we really think we are at the forefront of a of a wider change when it comes to people's attitude to personalized nutrition. People need different kinds of food to feel well and different, maybe not everyone needs to sleep eight hours, maybe some need 12, some need seven. People need different things to feel well and to be healthy. Mm -hmm. That's really important to us to that message across and that's why i need to and i need to add there it and it.
0: so there is this is very individualized so we're yes. talking now about people that really needs to do something to improve their life mm. so to our listeners uh out there uh, who have been you know fed the general nutrition advice is that that is um what we're saying here now is is uh, applicable for maybe 80 percent of the population yeah. but then there are 20 percent of the population with with um with um with, uh, you know, anorexia, Mm -hmm. diabetes type one, people that has other completely other and other type of metabolism and other driving factors um, uh, running their life, you know, then you should not start to um, play with them. with um, with a low carb diet, perhaps yeah. mm. you should consult sure. your doctor. But for m- the majority of the people, yeah. uh, you you the diets don't work anymore. The the of the old diets doesn't work anymore. You need to work on your metabolic flexibility, yeah, sure. and yeah. the only way to get there is to start to experiment Monitoring. with your diets yeah. and when you eat and what you eat and uh, and then measure. Hmm. And I
3: and it's it's funny because we often have buyers that are interested in our products, so. One of the groups using these these devices, th- like Anna said, it, that's people struggling with weight management. But mm. then there's also an interest from the biohacking community, and we we've seen that grown <laughs> grow a lot as well because people want to understand what's happening in their bodies. And um, maybe everyone will be a biohacker in the future, just like everyone cares about the environment today. You should care about your own um, environment and your own uh, inner health. Um, so we like to compare ourselves to the NASA of the human body, uh, because we want people to be able to understand what's happening inside them and to to uh, optimize that. Mm.
2: Mm. And how does the product work? Are there a lot of parts? Uh, what do you have to do? <coughs> no, it's a
0: breathalyzer, like an alcohol breathalyzer. If you have mm-hmm. a breath in, breath in that, uh, what's unique with our product is that we have a pressure sensor inside of it. So together with the app an app that works both on Android and, and on uh, iOS, uh, you uh, are uh, forced to exhale in the same manner every time. The important okay. thing, what I've learned from my history, is that the important thing in in gas measurement is really not the type of sensor and how good that one is. The first order effect is the sampling. Mm. And we want to sample from the bottom of the lung in the same way. So we c- we uh, you exhale for a full six seconds with the same pressure every time you measure but it's very easy it takes uh, uh, less than a minute to make a measurement um and uh you you um, you, you can you know watch your numbers and uh, things like that in the app uh, wh- where we are with that is that the app is really the first uh, minimum viable product mm-hmm. uh, just gives you the number works really well um and you know we have um, onboarded about 1,000 customers already and uh, they, they are uh, satisfied with what the results. Uh, uh, we will improve the product, but we can come back to that.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, are there other products in, in the pipeline?
0: Yeah, it is. We were founded on three ideas and uh, I'm not going to start talking about number two and three. Rather, I'll start about uh, new projects that has k- surfaced uh, in, in our work within the metabolic um, health space. Uh, so we're actually working on a product right now. You know, we've invested in a platform, both hardware and software, and Bluetooth, and uh, you know, cloud services. All of that we've built for one breathalyzer. We can build others and f- uh, capture other volatile organic compounds mm. in your breath. And uh, so we're actually looking for a product right now that um, could, in a home environment, both diagnose but also monitor your lactose intolerance and if you have something called SIBO a small intestine um, bacterial overgrowth Um, uh, so gastro diseases is our next step and that will uh, really be a medical product
1: yeah okay
3: (laughs) Uh, we're excited about that like they say that the the gut is your second brain so much is happening there so Mm -hmm. we're very excited to to explore that more and to develop that further and also about breathalyzers, we, we really believe in that as a good way to measure things because it's more easy to do that repeatedly and at home than mm. if you're measuring uh, blood tests or urine sticks. Mm. And uh, it's more, it's less invasive. It's nicer p- for children, mm. Um, mm. and m- you get a much more, you get more results over a longer time, and that's much more exact than going to the doctors twice per year. Uh, so much is happening in the body every day and you can capture that more easily if you're measuring more often and then breathalyzers are excellent for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we don't have any
0: consumables. Yes, you, uh, Once you have uh, our mm-hmm. product, we're building breathalyzers that doesn't need a recalibration and doesn't need consumables. So mm-hmm. once you have it, you can measure as much as you want.
2: Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, Anders, you've been uh, along for a while, uh, as you told us before. Um, are there any learnings that you would like to share with us? Uh, what lessons have you learned?
0: I've learned, uh, one lesson I learned, uh, um, the hard way, I guess, is not to give up. That's the, the key. Okay. Um, my uh, founding investor, one of my vine investors, Daniel Benitez, also founded Contigo Care, he said "What uh, the, the, the difference between the good entrepreneurs and the bad are that the good they don't give up. And I agree with that completely. There's been... Number of phases uh, in the fall of 2018, for example, and also in 2019, and you know, and the beginning of the Corona pandemic, mm. uh, we hibernated down to nothing. Mm. Yeah. Um, but there, I, I, you know, also with the Silicon Valley mantra of "fail fast." Yeah, other things that failed, absolutely, but I wouldn't regret them. Um, uh, so, but the lesson learned primarily is that you have to have the, the grit to, to be your own entrepreneur. I worked as a number two and in a management teams of startups all my life and see them grow. Mm. All been successful. I've been lucky that way, uh, but I had no idea how much work it is being the CEO, what responsibility you carry. You have your investors, you have your staff. You have your own dreams also, everything is, you know, at some, uh, you know, uh, back in, a few years ago, now we're well funded, but uh, you you had to accept that uh, this could crash and I would have to do something else with my life. Uh, luckily that it didn't need to come to pass.
3: I think that's also what's exciting about this, but you're on, on this mission and quest and you're really a vehicle for good change, which I think is satisfying every day. Mm and also what you said about grit i think is mirrored in our products but because if you measure things r- regularly you are motivated to keep on trying to improve mm. and uh, yeah maybe we're fostering grit in that sense too yeah so I,
0: that's right you're
1: right so are you measuring yourself during <laughs> during this period can and can you relate it to to your being an entrepreneur is yeah, it, absolutely. It, I would like you know mean, <laughs> let's <Yes>. get <laughs> more
0: of our uh, coming products in, in place too. Particularly one uh, around mobile ECG or so. But uh, but with this one, yeah, I'm using it every day. I have to, uh, um, and you know, all of us are actually. Yeah. Is it so good it, for burning fat
1: to be to be an entrepreneur? Uh,
0: <laughs> no, I wouldn't say so. Well, recently has actually. So, uh, but, but primarily, uh, you know, uh, the main reason I um, I didn't gain weight during this last winter here in Sweden, where where all the exercise possibilities were shut down. I, 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 I traded, obviously, I traded uh, muscle cells for, okay. for fat. Yeah. Uh, now that we can start practice again and um, uh, and go to gyms and and play floorball and other things, uh, we uh, you know things are going good again. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I've always um, to me, I'm not that kind of entrepreneur that that has you know worked. 80 time, hours a week in that sense uh, as a matter of fact it's been a bit too, too little the first few years it was more the worry that uh okay, it yeah. was a more mental game mm. than than uh, a physical hardship um, uh, now we're getting into the phase where we're going into the scale up phase and the growth now it'll be a lot of work in hours yeah. but now it's also fun so
1: do you see that, uh, is it traditional uh, so-called med tech or life science investors that you have been, you know, targeting or is it is it more tech investors? We
0: started there. We had a number of angels in the life science space um, and then uh, since then, you know, we run... Fourteen rounds now in five years, mm. so it's a constant pitching. Uh, I've spent maybe half of my years uh, just pitching and uh, investor relations. Uh, the last round that we did this spring, we had mainly um, angels and family offices, actually not related to uh, mm. life science, because life science is, uh, is is a very wide um, industry, uh, and there's a there's a world apart between pharma companies and medtech companies, and healthcare companies. Mm. So everything of that is bundled into life science. But exactly. Mm. But there's no comparison. I worked in medtech all my life. I, I never worked in pharma. There's no comparison to a small scientific pharma startup and uh, a consumer health tech startup like we are. Mm. There's tech it's much more fun in my world uh, as an engineer to work in tech because you, you you don't take the risk. You take the technical risk, but once you, the technical risk you can control. Hmm. Yeah. A bio biochemical um, risk or um, getting a phase three uh, rejection, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't live with that. I mean, a technical <laughs> risk I can live with, and you can work around it. And sure. uh, yeah. a month later you have a new version, and, and that takes you away from the any difficulties. So.
2: Mm. Uh, what are you most proud of having achieved
0: I'm most proud of um, having built uh, a team actually that's mm. what I'm most proud of you know there's been other achievements but uh, enjoying it just on your own being a sole um, um, founder which I'm not uh, I w- but I've seen others having that mm. uh, the joy is around the team mm. uh, for me um,
3: i'm very proud of being part of that team and i think it's uh uh, they say that you become like the five people in your life you spend the most time with and all that says everything about how important it is to have good good colleagues and uh well a good boss i think Hmm. that's really um it's that's so rewarding every day to 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 have that and i'd like to
0: add of course all the all the successful rounds has been failed funding rounds too but the successful rounds i'm i'm I'm, I'm humble and I'm grateful to uh, f- we can start with the first pitch what was so done with Alme Uppsala. I walked in there with a three slide uh, PowerPoint uh, and uh, you know asked for two million had one million from my founding investors and they gave us two and a half. Hmm. so that's uh, I'm really uh, thankful to them for that. and then going on uh, Uppsala Innovation Center, hmm. we were enrolled to their building. Business Lab, I think it's called Business Build now. Mm. Um, And then uh, we were appointed to the Catapult Accelerator in Oslo, Mm. where they only pick impact-driven tech companies. We were one out of 1,800 companies that were uh, selected. Um, So again, these are not things I'm proud of, uh, but I'm thankful for
2: uh, something that is becoming very important to new employees uh, is a company's culture, values and vision, which I know that you have. Uh, but is is that something you work with actively and in what way and why?
3: I think we, we, yes, we have them clearly stated so everyone knows what the values are. And we have them on the wall, actually, in, at the office. Not because we don't know them ourselves, because we really do at heart. And that's everyone joining the company are on board of these values from the start, but mm. also because some every when things are tough, you look up at those values and you feel them. And I think that's that's uh, key to us to remind ourselves about what actually matters each and every day um, at work as a team.
1: So I'm curious, which are what are the words? So
3: we are diverse. Uh, we are we have different strengths and and uh, different skills. Uh, we are inclusive. We we aim to have a broad and um, yeah diverse team. Uh, mm with different kinds of people with different backgrounds and areas of expertise. Mm. We are value-driven, and that means that we really work for a positive change in the world. And we only want to make constructive um, pr- products that uh, make the world better, um, which we is a luxurious thing. We
0: actually went through a program <laughs> this spring, and then uh, Sarah and Mimi and, uh, and Matthias they got all this task to, you know, the... The more junior yeah. parts of the company to to write this up, so they have okay. made this you know the letters of diversify they' made yeah. that that 's an acronym oh, and okay. I like the last one, which is why young at heart yeah. so oh, okay. uh, you added that, and that <laughs> you, you are young at heart, but I do think we, we are older people in the company yeah. also uh, r- really got inspired with that that yeah. you should also try to. Uh, and the f is i guess fun yes isn't it? yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay it's part of that too
3: and uh, embrace change and and, uh, and also to it always keep a positive mindset because otherwise you miss opportunities and it might sound like a cliche that you should try to think positively and you should look for you should be an optimistic person but as a working in a startup i think you have to be mm-hmm. and you you will find more opportunities and you will uh yeah you will have a happier life if yeah. you if you're if you're doing so so I think that's another another thing we really value is that grit as we touched upon earlier but mm-hmm. also um the capacity to look for good and where you can improve things um and to strive for that.
2: Mm-hmm. Great. And what do you think attracts people to work or for or invest uh, in your company?
3: I worked a
0: lot with the investment as we mentioned. Um, um, I think what attracts us in the beginning, I guess it was uh, mostly focused on our first product. But uh, increasingly over the last year, is actually that we have a wide portfolio of product ideas mm. and that we have a very clearly stated why. Why are we doing this? We're doing it because people are not aware of the fact that um, that the the. Life expectancy is mainly dependent on your lifestyle choices, mm-hmm. the, the choices we make in life. Uh, people are, um people have got stuck in an idea that your, uh, my health is g- dependent on my parents, my DNA just too much, and on my medical doctor. Mm. and and uh, and and pharmaceuticals being invented
3: because it's also it creates this situation people think it's their own fault Mm. and Mm. to anyone who's listening to this who's struggling with weight management Mm. most of it is not your fault no and with the right tools it's easier to manage this so uh,
0: And, and yeah, yeah. back to the pitch. So mm. I start the pitch with that. I start the pitch. That, look, we're having these exploding numbers of diabetes type mm. 2. Mm. Uh, over 50 years, it's gone from 1% prevalence to 7%. And and really, the big rise is from, since 98. Mm. So in the last 20 years, it's gone from two uh, two 2.5% to 7% prevalence of adults in the U.S. Mm. of diabetes type 2. And it's going skyrocketing. Mm. So, uh, you know, we... Uh, that has resonated with investors so i think uh, the investors and of course you know they want to have a good investment case Uh, they want to see that uh, they can um, make a profit and Mm -hmm. that we we uh, we and we do that already we prove that really well with uh, with our go-to-market plan and our traction Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i think the main piece that we are different from the others are that we have this clearly stated um, ambition Mm -hmm.
2: Good. And what visions do you have for the future and how are you going to get there?
0: The vision is that everyone should understand their own health. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to become not just a system changer, we will become a system builder. We are. We want to be the leading tech provider for the growing field, consumer health tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will do that in collaboration with other companies. We're not... Um, We're not bold enough to say that we're going to build that all organically. We will collaborate with other startups. We will collaborate with other existing incumbent uh, med tech Mm -hmm. companies, probably uh, tech companies, Uh, pharma companies. uh, We're already working together with with FunMed, for example, which is uh, a Swedish uh, um, healthcare chain in functional medicine. Um, So, yeah, collaborations. um, We would like to grow our business around our existing product and then again we, we're going to go into cardiology addictions um, there are a number of other fields related to lifetime diseases that um, that uh, we see we, we have ideas in
2: What about sustainability and a sustainable product development do you work on that?
0: Yes we do we've always done that as a matter of fact the SDG goals were set about the same time as we were founded. Mm. And um, this is also always part of my pitches with investors. Uh, so, for example, Goal 3.4 uh, looks at reducing by 2030 premature deaths from non-communicable diseases. Mm. That's exactly what we do by one third, and we're definitely part of that uh, um, goal. And then, of course, Goal 5, gender equality, is uh, is also part of our. Uh, core we have a team now with uh, with these eight people that I mentioned five of them are women three mm. are men mm. um, so yeah so yeah. Uh, and, and then, the then f- in general
3: in general as well and I, I, I or in general if, uh, more than anything it's really um, I, I, I wish the uh, the our co-founder was Lang uh was here too now because she's very passionate about this and we have a sustainability plan we are following and that's affecting every part of the business so Mm. internally how we work with each other externally in terms of who we're uh, collaborating with um as uh mentioned we're very collaborative but we also choose our partners wisely and carefully because Mm. we
2: want to promote sustainability. uh in all leads
3: of the um, production and
2: business. Uh, as you know, Stens is part of the innovation system here in Uppsala. Uh, we believe that there are opportunities in being part of strong clusters and ecosystems, and we are always interested in of how we could help making it even stronger. What do you see as the advantage of having your business in Uppsala? You have already mentioned a couple of players.
0: I did. I, I do think I want to uh, add to that that we are part of um, Our um, offices are in uh, Ultuna in the Green Innovation Park. Mm. So we're also working with SLU Holding. Mm. Um, uh, That's one thing. And then in general uh, on uh, on Uppsala.
3: Yeah, it's really a wonderful ecosystem uh, being here. And and it's got such a strong tradition of of, uh, uh, entrepreneurialism and Mm. of uh, the academic merits of of being here from Celsius to to us today, it's, uh, it's a very inspiring and, and uh, impressive environment to work in. And I, of course, I ca- I, I, I'm, f- I'm more grateful for what we've had here uh, in terms of support so far than, than um, any v- improvement suggestions I can think of. I think it's really... Uh, uh, you know, and
0: there are all yeah. these conferences, uh, you know, Uppsala Life. Uh, Uppsala uh,
3: Innovation uh, Day.
0: Uh, Stones, Uppsala Innovation Day, yeah. uh, Upstart. Mm-hmm. The, 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 you know, this is... Uh, a little uh, you know this uh, of course uh, but this is a little life science valley in that sense uh, yeah sure yeah that's
1: yeah. my perception a lot of networking opportunities definitely yeah. mm-hmm.
2: do you think you could get, get even better advantage of uh, being here
3: um, something
1: lacking in the system
3: i not not that I can think of so far, but if anyone listening to this uh, wants to reach out, if we have missed anyone we should collaborate with in Uppsala, <laughs> uh, please to get in touch. Um, but no, but uh, like I said, I think I'm more impressed with what we have seen and and what we have enjoyed in terms of uh, uh, support and networks here than than uh, improvements I can think of. But what about you, Anders? Yeah, I know.
0: I agree. I will uh, uh, um, remain our headquarters in Uppsala, although you know, right now we're. For the rest of this year, we have uh, and for next year, 2022, 20, uh, we are growing into more actively into the UK, into mm. French, into German-speaking countries and, and the rest of Europe. So we will probably um, hire people also outside of Uppsala, but uh, Uppsala will be our main hub. We're actually starting production also here in Uppsala. Uh, so we have uh, had our production of Ace Tracks in, in Sudham. We keep that, mm. but we have so much orders coming in that we are... Uh, doubling up our capacity and uh, have in our offices uh, built a, a lab and, a <coughs> excuse me, an assembly line. So, mm. so there will be uh, job opportunities also here in Uppsala um, c- continued.
1: Great to hear. I, I think definitely you're onto something, you know, um, personalized healthcare in general is, is really coming strong and, and it's still very early in the beginning of, of something that we, we cannot really predict where it will end up. I think also consumer driven health in general. Uh, is something that we can see already, even if it's even towards public health care uh, I think also the kind of interfacing of of tech and digital towards uh, traditional life science medicine pharmacy, and whatever is something that also is maybe in the beginning of something so um it would I would be very curious to follow your journey and uh, looking forward to see where it not ends but where with the path that will take you so and thanks for being here and good luck with everything
2: thank, thank you. you thank, thank you. For you. This podcast series is developed and produced by Stunts Life Science. Stunts is a foundation creating sustainable growth through private-public collaborations. Thank you for listening and for more information about this podcast and as well as about Stunts, please visit our website, livescience.stunz.se and follow us on LinkedIn where you will find us under our name.